In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, I am here with Kristen Conger. She is the host of the podcast Unladylike, which recently returned with a two-part series on women, gender, and conspiracy theories. Just a nice, cozy way to dip your toe back in. (laughs) How delightful. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I am so, so excited to talk to you. I've listened to both of the podcasts, and they're just fascinating. So many fascinating conversations about things that, you know, if you're a woman who has kind of been like quietly horrified by how little coverage there is of like the myths and disinformation spread among our gender, you will love it. It will validate you. It will be like, okay, thank God somebody's paying attention. <laughs> it will it will validate and it might also um, unnerve a little bit, but you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, we're used to it. So there are really so many angles to discuss here. That's probably why you made two episodes, but you approach the topic from the point of view that not enough people are paying attention to women and conspiracy theories. And, you know, I was thinking we're all collectively very alarmed by Joe Rogan listeners, by white male QAnon-driven insurrectionists, but we don't necessarily see the same kind of more mainstream energy around the absolutely insane shit that women are sharing. So why why is that to start? Talk about sort of what motive, what why what questions you had entering this and and why you there aren't enough people asking them. So I mean the main question that I walked in with was why? Um, this was, I got to start with the origin story of how I even started thinking about women and conspiracy theories, because I, in all my now 10 plus years of podcasting and researching about women, gender and feminism, I had never, I'd never thought you know, to even look into conspiracy theories, partly because the pop cultural stereotype of who conspiracy theorists are look a lot more like your Alex Jones. Um, and there just never been much attention or really reason to, to look into that intersection of women and conspiracy theories until, of course, QAnon started bubbling up and spreading, particularly among women on social media. And then <laughs> it came offline and ended up in, in my social circle. So in the late summer of 2020, which is <laughs> a little... A little daunting to think about how long I've now been thinking about all of this. Uh, I ran into 
a longtime acquaintance of mine who just really out of nowhere informed me, I say with heavy air quotes, about Joan Rivers's <laughs> alleged death at the hands of the Obama oh. deep state. And I was so caught off guard. At first I thought she was joking. And then I realized, oh, she's, she's, she's not joking at all because then she mentioned the Clintons and then Epstein and Ghislaine came up. She and knew I was the like, whole oh, universe. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And she said the, one of, one of the red flag phrases that conspiracy theorists often employ of, well, I'm just asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so that got me asking questions, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair, finally. So I'm curious, you know, are these conspiracy theories targeted directly at women or are women perhaps more vulnerable to certain theories because of how society conditions us and kind of the day-to-day challenges we face? A lot of your guests, and you talk to like so many experts for two podcasts, but a lot of it seems to focus on how there's just not enough appreciation of how vulnerable targets women are to this. So why are some women, we're making a lot of generalizations here and we'll get to how this differs along like racial and gender lines in the conversation, but how are women more vulnerable to some of these uh, theories? Well, I think that the, so the, one of the big red strings that I follow then in my subsequent (laughs) two years of, of research is how much our modern American conspiracy theory landscape is so wrapped up with gender, gender panic, gender roles, because at the heart of a lot of conspiracy theory beliefs is fears around power or powerlessness and what are gender roles, if not just, you know, patriarchy's power hierarchy that we're all supposed to follow. So to me, it makes a lot of sense that that gender comes up a lot either within the conspiracy theories themselves or in the ways that they will target certain groups. So before I get into it, their appeal to women specifically and how they target women, I also think it's important to just establish how all of us, everyone is vulnerable to conspiracy theory belief. And I think that's one of the one of the biggest misconceptions about conspiracy theories is that it's just a result of ignorance and people who are not um, maybe y- using their critical thinking skills enough. But in fact, they're so seductive because they always contain little kernels mm-hmm. of truth. And the way that conspiracy theories tend to be weaponized to engage women in particular is through the gender roles of uh, maternal instinct, caring for the children. I mean, we see this specifically with QAnon of how it really took off among women and we started to see women publicly amplifying conspiracy theories uh, from QAnon once it all became about hashtag save the children and sex trafficking, these kinds of roles where women feel like they have obviously, you know, the vested interest as mothers, as daughters, as women to protect. And so it's often you see that kind of appeal to 
the the motherly aspect of of it all. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Can you talk about some other direct lines between, for instance, like ERA fear-mongering of the 1970s and the TikTok girlies on our For You page right now? I don't know how they're getting there. I guess mostly the duets, like, grossed out by them. But, but you know, is there a direct line between that fear-mongering around, you know, the Equal Rights Amendment and there and this, what we're seeing, you know, more recently, which is this trend of uh, this idea that work is work is actually a big scam for, for the ladies? Right. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's one of the most stunning things that, that kept me researching was just how extensive the history is Mm -hmm. because you mentioned the, the equal rights amendment, which I feel like I always, it's always important to remind people that there is no ERA in Mm -hmm. the American constitution at this point. It has not been ratified, even though it was first introduced over a century ago. And for that entire time, The Equal Rights Amendment has been the subject of conspiracy theories often propagated by predominantly white women who had no who have no interest in it, where it's like, don't take away my female privileges 
by giving gender equality, what you're actually doing is taking away my protection, taking away my mm-hmm. my ladylike pedestal <laughs> that uh, that gives me a lot of uh, a lot of comfort. And that kind of thread we see in terms of just anti-feminism. I think the the through line is so direct because it's always the argument is always the government is trying to push so-called feminist, the feminist agenda and so-called gender ideology. I wish the government were pushing a feminist agenda. (laughs) I know, right? I think they've been trying to and haven't really been successful. (laughs) Yeah. 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 uh, It's, 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 it's the same, it's the same lie told over and over again that, that, you know, anyone trying to shake up the, the gendered status quo is out to destroy white American Christian society as we know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's vibes works for me. But one of your <laughs> guests suggested that there's a sense that women are overall more politically progressive than men. And I think I definitely have that assumption too. Um, you know, sometimes it's like when I meet new people, if suddenly like a new gal I meet, says something that's one of those things like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get the vet. You know, I'm, I'm always so much more shocked than when it's than when it's a man. But they also note that politically progressive women can be targeted by conspiracy theories that originate in far right circles. So can you talk about some of these misconceptions and what's often taken for granted there? Oh, I think that I mean, if we look at the 2016 presidential election results, yeah. I think that was a big awakening for, I will say, white people (laughs) that uh, the women's vote is not a monolith, that women's politics are not a monolith, that white women's politics in particular are not a monolith. And I think one of the reasons why it's so important to have more conversation and research around women and conspiracy theories is precisely because we are still it's like we're still trying to grasp the fact that, oh, yeah, women women can be mothers and caregivers, mm-hmm. and they can also hold really, really shitty beliefs. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that's, you know, the, the conspiracy theories also, I should say, are not inherently right-wing, bigoted, awful stuff. Right. I mean, there's... Like you mentioned, uh, there are conspiracy theories that also, like it, <laughs> it almost the, the snake starts eating its tail, right? Where yeah. with QAnon, for instance, we see a lot of uh, the Venn diagram. I'm, this is not a visual medium, but I'm somehow <laughs> like moving my hands We're with you. together We're to with the you. overlap <laughs> yeah. of how the QAnons save the children, sex trafficking, panic, and all of that merged via women and social media into what we would imagine to be more progressive mm-hmm. wellness spaces, uh, holistic, natural living kind of spaces. And I was really surprised to learn that the language around purity, clean eating, all of this, I also it also has a history of being extremely linked to white supremacist ideology. It's mm-hmm. like so many red flags. Like what, as soon as you start talking about totally purity and, yes. and cleanliness, friends, just 
just watch out. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is. It's a slippery slope. I feel like it's a slippery slope from like the TikTok clean girl aesthetic to purity culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been uh, primarily talking about, you know, cis straight white women who can internalize these ideas. But the impact of these conspiracy theories often fall on marginalized people. So can you talk a bit about your conversation with Bridget Todd about this? Yes. So Bridget Todd is fantastic. Uh, I have to shout out her podcast, There Are No Girls on the Internet. Uh, she's also a communications director for a group called Ultraviolet. Yeah, and lovely. a lot of her work focuses on um, trying to create, build a more feminist internet and, uh, you know, no small task. Um, and one thing that she really emphasizes is how media coverage of conspiracy theories often overlooks the people who are directly targeted and harmed the most by them, which are, like you said, marginalized people. And I think that within this, uh, the conversation around women, gender and conspiracy theories, trans people in particular right now are bearing a disproportionate amount of the everyday harm and violence mm -hmm. as a result of conspiracy mongering around teachers grooming kids in the classroom or the so-called, again, gender ideology, the trans agenda, all of this fear mongering. Um, and across the board, conspiracy theories are they are most harmful to the least powerful mm -hmm. among us, which is why it's, I think it's important to take an, dare I say, like intersectional look mm -hmm. at conspiracy theories, because again, even if we look at going back to QAnon, there is so much coverage on like, who are these women who are believing these things rather right. than thinking about who are the people yeah. who yeah. are being harmed. So there, there are a lot of, mm -hmm. There are a lot of layers, um, and one thing that Bridget talked to me about was the, I think the, the way she put it was, for black women in particular, their susceptibility to conspiracy theories might be a little bit different from white women because they, they have had to have a, a more fine-tuned bullshit detector. Um, and there's still, though, a lot of research that research that hasn't been done, things that we still don't know about the impact of conspiracy theory belief. Um, so it's it's also just an evolving conversation. Yeah. I mean, I also liked the conversations where you approach it from a compassionate point of view where it's like, this is going to sound crazy to my listeners. I think I said this before, but it's like some conspiracy theories are true. Like, the idea that there's an alternative explanation for a great harm has turned out to be true before. And the fact you talk about this over and over again, it is infrequently true, but the idea that there is a handy single explanation for all of your plight, um, you talk about that there's like just individuals at, char 
in charge rather than systemic change is very appealing to everybody, everybody who has challenges in their life. And women have tons of challenges in their life. So of course, they are also susceptible to those, those simple solutions of, you know, it's actually trans kids that are messing up all of women's sports. That does not on its face seem like the same as, you know, trans panic over bathrooms. And it's but there's like a sort of spectrum and whatever – I feel like whatever you feel kind of vulnerable about and unfortunately our society makes mothers feel very inadequate, like of course, of course these simple solutions that sort of offload all responsibility and make it feel like there's one thing in charge and not just like you have control over nothing. Absolutely. And, and you know, we have the, the vulnerability of mothers and also that just makes me think about how girls are socialized to be afraid of, you know, whoever might be plotting to harm. Yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So after all your discussions, what do you think the solution is? You know, is it, I think about this a lot, is it on us as women who know where to find the correct information and who are educated on why we are targeted to kind of like mimic the same information streams and like styles? Like, do we have to be slight, like be making slightly histrionic TikToks? What's, what is the solution? Just more accurate information everywhere? I mean, I I do support some slightly histrionic TikToks every now and then. Me too. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to do, do what you got to do. We do too. It's a content pillar <laughs> <But>, for us. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the biggest takeaways for me, and this was uh, coming from one of my guests, Abby Richards, who is a TikTok misinformation researcher. Um, one thing she really emphasized is is the importance of not just dismissing conspiracy theories outright because if we do want to live in a democracy, it is important for us to preserve the freedom to question power and authority. Mm -hmm. Because again, if we think about who is the most affected by conspiracy theories, and especially conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true, often we're talking about marginalized people. So absolutely... We need to be able to, there, there is value in, in questioning power and authority. And by the same token, the answer, unfortunately, is not debunking conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. You, cannot pers- you cannot persuade conspiracy theorists out of misinformation or disinformation with facts. It is about rebuilding trust 
and relationships and empathy. I mean, talk, talk about <laughs> like, and, and how do we do that? <laughs> yeah. Trying to, to trying to yeah. figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I was honestly going into the interviews thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be, they're going to say the answer is media literacy. The answer is, yeah, yeah. you know, quality information. And those kinds of things are important. Bridget made a really good point about how all of us can kind of do our part to create the online ecosystem that we want in terms of just checking what it is that we are putting out there mm-hmm. on social media and the ways that we're responding to things. Um, but the, I mean, the, the trickiest part about it, honestly, is because it's the fact that it is indicative of the much bigger mm-hmm. systemic problems. Right. Right. But I mean, I think like they say sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. It's just more knowing that like more people that, like you said, when we, we first started talking, you would have never occurred to like, would have never occurred to you to ask that close acquaintance, like, you're not, you haven't heard of these, you're not into this QAnon stuff, right? Like she never, but when people like that's, that's in there more. So to make sure you're openly having these conversations with people so you can sort of like catch and reroute that thinking is, I think that's sort of what I learned from a lot of your, your episodes is that these like, Women aren't idiots for falling for this, you know. Not that I necessarily thought that before, but it's like there are so many reasons, so many societal and cultural reasons why why we are targeted with this and why they sound appealing to us that have nothing to do with like our our um, like you said, like our critical thinking skills or our empathy, uh, which is what makes it so challenging to kind of fight against. Yeah, yeah, um, and there again, are levels, I think- of course. If you if you if you storm the Capitol, no empathy. <laughs> Oh, sure, sure. Um, but but empathy and compassion are key to it, where it is like it's not compassion for the conspiracy theories. Of course, themselves. exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's more understanding like it's it's remembering the human element, which I think yes. is also so, so, so easy to do in today's social media landscape. I think anyone can think of a time in their life when maybe there weren't like huge political or global or public health consequences where it was easier and more pleasant to believe, you know, a lie. Right, right. And there are, I mean, that's another thing that that Abby Richards lays out so well in her research is that conspiracy theories are a spectrum. I mean, I, I, (laughs) for whatever reason, I love the fact that some people are, are very, very convinced that Avril Lavigne actually has a clone <laughs> named Melissa. I mean, those kinds of things. I love that. There's nothing wrong that. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think uh, clone Melissa is doing any harm, but it's right. unfortunately uh, we are now seeing just how they can be politicized and weaponized to, um, you know, uh, potentially destroy American democracy and certainly people's everyday exactly. Lives and safety. Yeah, we got to address that. We got to address that. So before we yeah. close, Kristen, what else, what other topics are you exploring uh, on Unladylike? Oh my gosh. Well, how about this for uh, <laughs> a, real, <laughs> a real sharp turn? Right now, I am researching Wikifeet. And I love it. Are you on it? No, I don't. I mean, that's also part of the theme of the episode mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have, I don't have foot model feet material, you know? So it's partly (laughs) just my (laughs) interest of how, how people are making money off of the foot pick 
economy. Yes. And why? As an uninterested third party. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it is Amazing. a little bit of like a mental, uh, a mental um, counterbalance for two sure. years of thinking about conspiracy theories. I just needed to detox totally. with some wiki <laughs> Incredible, incredible. We look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us. That is our show. Please remember to rate and review and let us know which guests you love so we can bring them back. It helps us a lot. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman and this is the Budget Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.